Hi, my name is Brian, and this is the first of the podcast series that I'm calling Advice for My Kids. This is intended for my two children. I have two sons. Um, on this podcast, I'm going to avoid saying their names. Well, I probably will say their names at some point, but I'm aware that this is publicly posted, and they are still children, and so I'm hoping they won't get harassed too much. But you boys know who you are. And you know that I love you and your mother dearly. I want to say that first and foremost because that is the first and foremost and that's the most important thing. I want you to know that I love you and I love your mother. I love both of you more, far more than I love myself. And I love your mother far, far more than I love myself. That sort of ties into what this initial episode is all about. This podcast is mainly about what is the meaning of life and what should the meaning of your life be? What should any search for meaning or hope to have meaning in life, what does it all wrap around? It's pretty straightforward. Um, As you go through life, uh, especially uh, when you're in college and you're an adult, you may have some people... Uh, that, that think they're really smart and philosophical and everything, and they'll maybe try to suggest all sorts of things as being the place where you find meaning in life, and you'll hear all sorts of opinions and all sorts of things. And honestly, what I have found is the meaning of life is really tied to love. Now, some people may say, oh, well, that just sounds cliche, but it's true, uh, and this is me with over... 40 years of life experience at this point now, telling you that the meaning of life is all about love. Now, a lot of people will try to live their life um, in pursuit of other things. Uh, What you will find is that most, um, well, many if not most people, live their lives in pursuit of other things, namely the pursuit of wealth or the pursuit of some sort of status. They're looking for like a position, a job title. You know, maybe they're ambitious and they want to be in politics like a senator or something like that. Or maybe they want to own their own business and be a millionaire and they want a lot of money and they want expensive cars and boats and homes and things like that. You can live your life that way, and a lot of people do, but those people, even if they get what they pursue, even if they make a bunch of money, even if they get a status or get a title or whatever, that's probably not going to make them happy, and that's not going to be the source of their happiness. Now, temporarily, yeah, uh, if you got a million dollars in one day, yeah, you'd be happy. I'd be happy if I got a million dollars in a day. But that happiness would be short-lived. It's not a real deep-seated true happiness. The deep-seated true happiness in life is going to be tied to the love that you have in your life. Now, you boys, I don't know how much you know about the way I grew up, and, and I don't want to get too much into it, but I'll just suffice to say this. I grew up poor. I mean, I was just poor. I just, I'm I, no bones about it. Um, t- today, most people would use the title disadvantaged, maybe. 
Um, to put it in perspective, when I was applying for college, I had to fill out the application. You'll fill it out when you go to college. It's called a FAFSA. It's a free application for federal student aid. And on that, you got to put your parents' income and all that because they, they want to know if you qualify for grants. Grants are not loans. Loans are things you got to pay back. Grants are things you get from the government, and it's just a, it's free money. It's a gift, and they give it to poor kids so that poor kids have a chance to go to college because they're disadvantaged. So in order to fill that out, I had to get my parents' income. And I didn't, I realized we were poor, but I didn't realize just how poor we were until I feel, I got my parents' income information and sent it to the college. And then I realized, because I, I looked it up, and I don't remember exactly what they made, but I do remember the percentile, and it was in the bottom 20 percentile, which is the, right at the poverty line. Um, so bottom 20 and here I am now, about 25 years after that, um, having gone to college, gone through law school, gotten jobs, and between me and your mother, the income that we bring in is uh, around the top 10% of income earners in the United States. So I went from the bottom 20 to the top 10. Now, again, as I said, it took 25 years to get there. It was certainly not overnight. It was a year-by-year -year progression. So I think I have a unique perspective in that I went from somebody who was just poor, disadvantaged, bottom 20, working my way up through the middle and now into the top 10% of income earners um, in the United States. So Having been on that journey from close to the bottom to close to the top, um, I, I wouldn't consider it rags to riches because I don't think we're rich. I just think we're we're probably in more the upper part of middle class. We're not rich. Uh, we don't own a boat, obviously. We don't have a big house. We don't. We only have one home. We don't have two homes. None of that stuff. We don't have fancy things. Um, so most of that money actually goes into savings. It's, it's money we don't even spend. So anyway. But having gone on that journey from not so much money to more money, I can tell you that the level of happiness is almost exactly the same. I'm not any happier with more money than I was when I didn't have money. Uh, when your mother and I got married, we were actually still in college when we got married. And um, we went to law school together and we were broke. When we were studying for the bar exam for the first time, we stayed in this literally roach-infested apartment while we studied for the bar exam. Roaches crawling along the floor. Um, just as a joke to your mother, I actually started naming the roaches because they were, they were, they were there with us. Uh, we ate ramen on a pretty regular basis, ramen noodles, um, which is something you buy if you don't have any money. And we were flat broke, but... I can tell you that was okay with me. I mean, yeah, I always dreamed about, well, you know, if we had more money, we'd have nicer meals and we'd have nicer clothes and nicer things. But as far as level of happiness, that didn't make any, any difference. I, I'm probably about as content, about as happy now as I was then. And what you will find is your level of income and level of money really doesn't make a difference. In terms of happiness. Now, if you're poor, I will say this, going from being poor to being in the middle made a lot of difference. 
but going from the middle to the upper middle didn't make much difference at all. I think if you have enough money to cover your expenses, you know, you got you got enough money to eat, you got enough money to pay bills, you're not spending more than you make, you know, if you make enough to cover all your expenses and put away some for savings, you know, rainy day fund, emergency fund, whatever you want to call it, that's all the money you need. Any money you make beyond that will not affect you at all. It, it won't help you in the least. Um, it might be nice to have, but what are you going to do with it? And in fact, what I've found from a lot of people is the more money they have and the more money they make, that it actually creates more problems that they didn't have when they were poor. And a lot of poor people, when they get to be well off, get nostalgic about the days when they were poor. It's sort of an odd thing. So when people tell you, you know, money will make you happy or whatever, uh, it will at first if you're going from poverty to a place where you're covering all your expenses. Yeah, it will. Beyond that, no, it won't. So at that point, what do you need to focus on? You don't need to focus on money because that's not what's going to make you happy. That's not where you're going to find your meaning in life. And I don't want you to make the mistake that a lot of men make. Um, a lot of men I have found spend way too much of their time and energy and attention on their job, and they're at that job mainly to make money. So they're sort of indirectly living their life for money. They're devoting themselves to a job that, that may or may not provide any meaning. Usually it doesn't. It only provides money. And they do that, and they spend so much time at that. And a lot of the regrets that men have when they get older is that they spent too much time at work. And they spent too much effort and attention at a job that really wasn't that meaningful and really, in, in hindsight, ultimately wasn't that important. So don't make that mistake. In terms of meaning and happiness and fulfillment in life, you are only going to find that in the relationships you have that are based on love. So, I'll be a little bit biblical with you. You, you, you boys probably remember I used to pastor a couple of churches. Um, and I want you to know uh, I've tried to do meaningful things for you. I've tried to share things that I've learned. These recordings are going to be part of that. I've also, uh, you boys uh, will probably see that I have uh, created these Bibles for you. I went through in the New Testament, uh, the Greek New Testament, I went through word for word to, to translate, but essentially retranslating and updating the Bible for you. Not that there was anything wrong with the b biblical translations that there were, but I just, I, I thought I, we could do better. And so I've made that mainly for you. I don't sell these, and I don't plan on making any money off of them. They're, they're mainly for you, and each one of you's got a copy of them. And I don't put a lot of commentary in there because I didn't really think that was appropriate. But in here, uh, in some of these podcasts, I may try to flesh out and, and, and give you some more commentaries of these things. And just as an example, uh, when, when you look at those Bibles, when you look in Matthew's Gospel, you'll see that the Lord gave us two great commandments. And in those two great commandments is really the secret to the meaning of life. It really is. He says, 
Jesus said to them, this is in Matthew 22, 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is similar to it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets rest on these two commandments. So, you're to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, um, all your strength. Everything you, you have, you're supposed to love God. And you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what does that mean? Now, here's one of the rare cases where I actually did insert some commentary. In the footnote, here's, here's what I said. Love, in these verses, is not mere feelings, but involves the giving of oneself for the benefit of another. This is consistent throughout the Bible. Here, the commandment specifically requires one to give everything of his heart, soul, and mind for God. And in verse 2239, love means to give to one's neighbor, that is to help his neighbor, in the same way and to the same extent as one does himself. So, here's it in a nutshell. You will find the meaning and purpose and happiness of life, the, the true meat, the true substance of life, is going to be found in relationships that are based on love. This is true with your relationship to God. Um, if you love God more than you love yourself, then you will find meaning and happiness and purpose in that relationship. If you don't, then you won't. The same will also hold true in terms of marriage and family. Um, probably the, the greatest gift God gave me is your mother and you two boys. In, in my marriage and my family with, you know, your mother, my wife, and y'all, that is where I find meaning, peace, and happiness in life. Because your mother, I know, loves me more than she loves herself, and I love her more than I love myself. That and that alone is the key and the secret to the happiness of our marriage. The reason that we have been married 20 years now and we still love each other the same way we did when we were dating is because that's, that's the secret to it. We love each other and not just that we love each other. I'm not, I'm not talking about some sort of like just attractiveness or just some feeling that, co that comes and goes. I'm talking about between the two of us, we are devoted to each other. I'm devoted to her and she's devoted to me more than we are ourselves. We, from the very beginning, said we are a team. We, are, we think as a unit. We think not as individuals, but as a couple, like as, as if we are one person. And in the same way, the two of us, your mother and I, we love you far more than we love ourselves. As much as we love ourselves and do for ourselves, we do more for you and love you more. Because that's the only way a marriage and a family is going to work, is if the individuals who are in that marriage and in that family love the other people more than they love themselves. You, If you have that, and obviously you have that in your family, but as you grow up, if you are looking for someone to marry, and looking for happiness in your marriage, 
being married alone is not going to automatically cause that. That is only going to be the result of you loving your wife more than you love yourself and, and having a wife who loves you more than she loves herself. You got to have both. It can't be one-sided. So before you marry anybody, you need to be convinced that you love her more than you love yourself and that she loves you more than she loves herself. If you're not convinced that the answer to those two things is yes, yes, you love her more than you love yourself, and yes, she loves you more than she loves herself. If you're not convinced of both of those things, marrying her will be a mistake. Don't do it. However, if you are convinced that both of those things are true, have at it. That, that's good. That's, that's the pearl of great price, as, as the Lord would say. Because that's it. Love. You will find as you grow up, and you will struggle with this yourself, the main flaw of human nature. When we talk about fallen human nature, people talk about Adam and Eve and how they fell in the garden and, and human nature is now sinful and fallen. It is. But the hallmark of that the main trait of being a fallen human being is you love yourself more than other people. If the person you love most in your life is yourself, you will be unhappy. You will be unfulfilled. You will always feel like there's something missing. You will be looking for something else because the, the true meaning and purpose and secret of life. And, and the reason I read that to you from Jesus is because He's the one that created us. He's the one that designed us. He knows what we were meant to do. And what we were meant to do was love God and love other people more than we love ourselves. If we love ourselves more than we do other people, then we're doing something other than what we were designed to do. Now, you will find as you grow up in life, as I said, you will struggle with this and you will see other people struggling with this. You will see other people who are just selfish. They love themselves, and they don't have any concern for you at all. You can be kind to those people, and you can be nice and polite to them, and you can give to them, and you can uh, be kind and generous. I'm not saying don't repay selfishness with selfishness, but don't get attached to selfish people. You can't have a successful relationship with a, self, with a selfish person. It just won't work. This will be true with potential marriage partners. That will be even true of friends. A true friend, you know, if you, if you had like a friend that was a guy, you know, one of your buddies or whatever, that person is only your really a friend if he is devoted to you and is willing to sacrifice for you. Not that he loves you necessarily more than he loves himself, but does he love you as much as he loves himself? Like the Lord said in the commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. When you're talking about neighbors, friends, other people, you want to show them kindness, you know, to, to show them Christian charity, a willingness to do for them. Um, and if they can do that as much as what they do for themselves, you know, a buddy is somebody that may give up his weekend to help you build a shed or to help you fix a car or something. If you got a friend that's willing to make those sacrifices for you, you got a good friend. But 
the way you return the favor for a good friend is you be a good friend. You need to be willing to do those things for your friends. But by the same token, you know, if you're in need and you got, you call up your friends and you say, Hey, I'm in need, you know, can you help me? And they can't make time for you and they won't help you. They're not really your friends. Don't get too attached to them. You can still be nice to them. You can still give to them and be, be charitable, be polite, all those good things, but just don't get too attached because they're not really your friend. So the same would apply to everybody. But if you find somebody that loves you and truly loves you and you truly love that person, that is where you're going to find your meaning. And it won't matter how much money you have or don't have. It won't matter the title you have or don't have. It won't matter the possessions you have or don't have. Because in over the course of my life, as I told you earlier, I've gone from somebody who was broke to somebody who is pretty pretty well off. I went from somebody who had no title to having a title, who had no nice things to having nice things. And I can tell you the difference those things makes is barely anything. Um, you attract a lot of fake friends. You know, it's kind of like if you bought a house with a pool, you'd have a lot of fake friends who'd want to come over and use your pool, but really don't want to help you clean the pool. <laughs> So I guess what I'm saying is don't waste your time trying to build a bunch of wealth. Don't waste your time trying to build up a status or trying to be famous or any of that other silly thing stuff. A lot of people do that. A lot of people spend their lives doing that, thinking that that's where they're going to find meaning, only to find that even if they got what they wanted, even if they got rich, even if they got famous, even if they got a title, they're still not happy. They're still not fulfilled. Because the meaning and fulfillment and happiness is only going to come in love. When you love people and they love you back and you've got that loving relationship, like I said, whether it's in marriage, kids, uh, family, friends, if you've got that, you've really got something far more valuable than any high-paying job or bank full of money or fancy boats and cars. That's the most powerful. That's the most well, it's powerful. It's the most powerful and, and most meaningful and wonderful thing in life. And what you need to do is when you have those relationships, and you may only have one or two of those in your life, that's it. If you've got one devoted friend or one devoted wife, hey, you got more than most people. One or two is probably all you're ever going to have in life. Build your life around that. It's kind of like with me and your mother. I realized early on that I loved your mother more than I loved myself and that your mother loved me more than she loved herself. And so I went all in on that. I built a life around that. Our life is not built around money, obviously. <laughs> it's not built around my job. It's not built around where we live. It's not built around a house. It's not built around anything else. It's built around the love that your mother and I have. And then from that marriage, we had you two. And we love you more than we love ourselves. As devoted as we are to each other, the two of us combined are more devoted to you two. And so we are trying to, I guess, live out the meaning of life so that you have a real life example of what love looks like. Knowing, you know, where you've, where you've got a husband and a wife, a mother and a father who love, e who love each other more than they love themselves and love their kids 
more than they love themselves. Because I think family is supposed to be the place not only where you feel safe and secure, but where you learn how to love and you learn where to find that meaning. And so this is part of what I'm going to try to teach you too, uh, both living it out and, and maybe as you get older, I think as you become adults, you'll appreciate me talking like this more than as a kid. As a kid, it's just my job to show you what love looks like. And as you get older, I'll try to explain it to you like on things like this. So that you have more of an adult understanding of what actually is going on. But again, that's where you're going to find meaning. That's where you're going to find purpose. Devote your life to love. And when you have those, you know, one in a million loving relationships where it works just right, where you love that person and they love you back, that's what you build your life around. Um, and more, most important from all that, as, as good as marriage is and as good as family is, and certainly they are, um, ultimately, like I read to you from the Bible, loving God more than you love yourself is where you're going to find ultimate meaning in life. And just as a given, I can tell you, God loves you far more than you can understand far beyond the love that any other person could give you. God loves you that much. But the way you repay him is not to say, oh, well, God loves me and I love me. That's great. No. The way you return the favor for all the, the, the love that God has given to you is you love him back. Love him more than you love yourself. And the people that he gives you in your life um, your wife, your children, your dear friends, whoever those loving relationships turn out to be. Love that person more than you love yourself. Give your life. You'll be giving your life to these people. I've given my life to your mother and to you because I love you. That's just that's what you do when you love people. And she's done the same for me, and I know you, you boys love me, and I love you. Ultimately, like I said, that's where you're going to find meaning. Love God, love your family, love your friends. Be kind to everybody else. Uh, love them as much as you can. But if, if you really want to know where the heart of, of meaning and purpose and happiness is, it's going to be found in those loving relationships, and that's the only place it's going to be found. Whether you got money or not, ultimately is not going to matter. Status, fame, fortune, none of those things are ultimately going to matter. It's going to be love or the lack of love that determines your happiness or unhappiness. So that's it for this introduction. I went longer than I thought I was going to. I'll flesh out a lot of this more, but I just want you boys to know I love you. And as I've repeatedly said, that's the meaning of everything and... Hope you appreciate this as you get older. Love you, boys. Bye.